We know Taco Bell's food is great. They've even got a whole new cantina menu with fresh new ingredients. Taco Bell is not just for late night anymore with fresh new ingredients like slow roasted chicken, pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Taco Bell is a great destination for your midday fuel. They have amazing menu items like cantina chicken tacos, burritos, and quesadilla. I truly do love Taco Bell. I love a Crunchwrap Supreme. It is one of my favorite things to eat. Ooh, don't wait till it's late. Try the new cantina chicken menu now. Did you know that it's Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month? Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAIP-owned brands right now, like Cardin, Kaja, Emilia George, and Hey Meave. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or round up in-store to APIA scholars. APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. A podcast where me, Nicole Byer, tries to figure out how she's still single, even though you could put your dick in a jar of applesauce and I'll still suck it. (laughs) I hate applesauce. (laughs) My guest today, you know him from NBC's Undateable Trolls. He's got a special on Comedy Central called Giggle Fit. It's Ron Funches. Oh, I always love it when you introduce me. (laughs) (laughs) Rod, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you for having me, Nicole. Uh, I think you are so delightful and a joy to watch on stage. Um, Yeah, I just, I'm so excited you're here. Uh, So, quick question. You're not single. No, not currently. Are you in a long-term relationship, or did you just get into a relationship? It just turned long-term. Yay! We just had our year anniversary. Oh, congratulations. That's so sweet. What did you do for your anniversary? Um, what did we do? I don't <laughs> think we did much. I got her some flowers. I did okay. get her some flowers, and I think we just went on a little walk because I was working a bunch. I was working <laughs> all a little during that time mm-hmm. and leaving out of town, but... um. We had, I think, just a little date and walked around. I got her flowers. It was simple. That's very, very sweet. Did she do anything for you? What did she do for our anniversary? I think she, oh, she made me a lasagna. Yeah. (laughs) Honestly, what a perfect anniversary. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Flowers, a walk, and then a lasagna. Yeah, my own personal lasagna because she did. She she didn't. She doesn't eat cheese, so she just made a personal lasagna just for me. I'm like, yeah, you're a keeper. That's so sweet. It is the best. What was in the lasagna? Was it a meat lasagna? Oh, you you know if it's me, it's gotta be meat. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, whenever I have a lasagna with no meat in it, I'm like, what is this bullshit? Yeah, this you gonna give me all this pasta and yeah. cheese and I don't get and meat? I don't get any meat? What are we doing? We're not we're not holding back here. No, this is layers of lies. Yeah. Give me my meat. <laughs> give me my meat. How did you guys meet? Oh, it's actually um, a pretty, I guess, I don't know. Everybody says it's a fun story. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's probably a normal story. Uh, We met on Bumble. uh, Okay. And I assumed that she was a robot. Uh, which is why I have given her that nickname, Robot, because she had one picture of her that just straight on, not smiling, that looked like she stole from somebody else's uh-huh. picture. I thought I was like, oh, she, you're, you just stole this from some Russian site mm-hmm. and you're a robot. But I was stoned and bored. So I was like, I'll chat with this robot. <laughs> why not? They're uh-huh. fun until they are like, hey. Give me money for mm-hmm. things. And so we just chatted for a bit. And then I found out that she wasn't a robot. She was a real girl. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went on a couple of days. We went hiking over at Ryan Canyon. And we went on a walk to the comedy store and hung out. Uh, but she was also very, like, traditionally pretty. She was a very mm-hmm. traditional pretty girl. And I was very much a nerd. And very and mm-hmm. also, you know, I came from a background where I was a lot heavier. And I think mm-hmm. I was just like, what? You, like, and I also had been dealing with being on a TV show and had the first case of people being around me for ulterior motives. Mm. You know, that was something that was very new to me. Mm-hmm. Anyone that wanted to hang out with me before, I knew. It was like, because you like my personality and yes. like, you know I'm a good person. But now you've got like a little bit of fame to you. Yeah, so. and then sometimes, and they just took a couple times of people calling me. Like, I'd be into a girl, we'd be mm-hmm. talking, we'd be dancing, and they would call me by my character name. <gasps> And I just be like, "What? Like, oh, you don't? Wow. You're on this whole other thing, Rob, you That's know? wild. It is wild. That I don't. That would really. That would hurt my feelings. It did. Oof. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. That would. That would really like rock my boat. I'd be like, oh, so you fully don't give a shit about me as the person. You only care about what you see on TV." I worry about that when I go on dates because I'm like, do you have prior expectations? Like, mm-hmm. I'm pretty broad and a lot on nailed it. And I was like, when I'm dating these people, do they do they think that's what I'm going to bring to, like, the first interaction? And it's like, it's not. Uh, yeah. You may get that at some point, but I am a little You're little a full less. person. Yeah. Yeah. You're not. You're hosting a show. You're going to be f- loud and, and boisterous. Mm-hmm. When in a date, you might not be like that. And yeah. yeah, same same thing. Where it was a thing of like people being like, "Oh, I want to hang out with you because you're so sweet and adorable." Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, "Oh, I'm not always like that. Mm-hmm. So maybe you don't want to hang out with me." <laughs> so <laughs> it took a little bit of that. We went on a couple of dates, and I knew I knew that she like liked comedy mm-hmm. and was going around the comedy store. So I was just like, "Oh, maybe." She's just like a comedy groupie or something. Yeah. And I was like, well, well, I'm not here for that. I got my son. Mm-hmm. Thing. So we went on a couple of dates and then I just was like, I don't think it's going to work out. I'm interested in somebody else. And I dated someone else for about four or five months. Mm-hmm. And um, and then but we just remained friends. And then when that broke off, I just kind of reached back out to her and we just hung out and it just took her actually coming over to my house. And we had a date where she just came over. Nothing happened. Mm-hmm. We just watched um, we took turns showing each other our favorite shows. So she, I told, showed her an episode of I Love Lucy that I love. Ugh. She showed me an episode of Golden Girls that I lo- oh, that she loved. Boy. And then she showed me an episode of Golden Girls where they watch I Love Lucy. Ah! 
And I was like, I didn't even know about this. This is so fucking cute. It's real cute. And then we just played Super Nintendo for a while and she left. And I was like, oh, you're really a nerd. Mm-hmm. I just thought because you, I ju- I made the mistake of judging you on how you look. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we've been just kind of hanging out ever since. And the more we get to know each other, the more, uh, I, you know, it just seems like she's always been around. And it's just cool and nice. And she's trying to stay committed and keep, you know, keep distractions away. Mm-hmm. That seems to be the game right now it truly sounds like you found someone that you enjoy just being with because uh, all of your dates are like walking around or like watching tv and i feel like in the beginning of a relationship it's hard to like live in silence and with some mm-hmm. friends it's hard to be silent with them because you're like oh why aren't you talking should i be talking uh, we need to fill the silence but i really love being around people where you can just be quiet yeah i hate talking <laughs> It's our job. It is. So, like, that's the last thing I want to do. And that mm-hmm. used to be a problem. And also, like, my son, you know, has special needs, and he doesn't talk that much. So mm-hmm. I've often just lived in this house where, like, you have to be comfortable with, with silence. yes. And I love it, and she is. And I've dated people before where I would be up front with them, and I'd be like, look, I don't like partying. I don't mm-hmm. go to bars. I don't drink. Um, so you gotta know up front, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not like a hermit. I am a hermit, but mm-hmm. I am willing to like, well, I'll go to dinner. Yes. If you want to go on a hike, if you want to go, if you have an event, if you want to go to a, a, um, to go to a movie, if you mm-hmm. want to go to a museum, totally down. But, but if, if you, you want to go to the club, if you want to go to a club, you want to go to a party. <laughs> I'm not down. I go to two parties a year and they all involve people way, way, way more famous than me. And that's the only reason I go. I go to two parties a year. I love it. Um, so you you've it's not super recent, but you've lost weight. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that affected your dating life? No, most definitely. Most definitely. In a positive way? In p- positive and negative. Okay. Both. It just affected it. It just um May I ask how much weight you've lost? Do you know? Yeah, about 140 pounds right now. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. That's a great reaction. Yeah. I mean, I think you looked great before. I think you look great now. Thank uh, you. I think people should lose weight if it's going to make them happy. Absolutely. And if you're happy, you know, bigger, then like that's yours. Absolutely. That's it's fun. If you're happy and you're healthy is yes. all I care about. Mm-hmm. I've never been a person uh, and it was just like, I always good at carrying my weight. Always going to be a bigger person. I'm never going to like mm-hmm. just shrink and become a tiny man. Uh, but I was at a point where I'm like, oh, I'm not healthy. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not healthy. And I go back and I look at pictures of myself, and I'm like, oh, you weren't healthy. Mm-hmm. And so losing the weight, it did allow me to a. There were people who were just like, oh, you're more traditionally attractive, and now <sighs> I'm into you, and that was lame, mm-hmm. you know. But it gave me. But it was also some people where I was just like, oh, people are, are just attracted that I'm healthy and that I'm doing things, mm-hmm. that I'm active. That's attractive, you know. I understand that more. I, I used to have this joke where I was like, oh, I understand. Why girls weren't paying attention to me before because I I wouldn't have dated me either. That mm-hmm. would have been a, probably a bad idea. <laughs> I, I appreciate the ones that did. Mm-hmm. They are the saints of the world. <laughs> <laughs> because they saw through me just sleeping mm-hmm. all day. <laughs> We're like, you're a good dude. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just being more active. But yeah, the main thing was like, I could learn very quickly the people who just liked me for me mm-hmm. and were just like, oh, I'm happy for you. Yay. And the people who are like, what? 
wow. It's like, oh, that's all you ever saw was a big fat dude. I'm the uh-huh. same person. Mm-hmm. The same person, just the shells changed a little bit, you know? And that mm-hmm. has happened throughout your life. So it just gave me more perspective of how people view me. I also like you saying that you're still the same person. The shell is just different because I think a lot of people, when they start losing weight or try to lose weight, they're doing it for the wrong reasons. They're like, I'm going to become a happier person if my body just looks different. Or like people are going to accept me for being a better person if I lose weight. And it's like, well, you're still the same person. So if you lose the weight and you're unhappy bigger, you'll probably be unhappy smaller. Yeah. And you got to work on what's inside the shell. Absolutely. Got to work on the yolk. <laughs> you got you to gotta take care of your yolk. Mm-hmm. You definitely do. Uh, but you got to take care of both. It's a, yes. it's a balance and, and all. I, uh, I've been trying to take care of my yolk for a couple years now. Uh, I go to therapy. I talk about therapy a lot because I think it's super helpful uh, and I think I'm happy with who I am. I think I'm like a good person who's really working on themselves. So now I'm trying to uh, get a little bit healthier. So like when I'm touring, I was like, there is a reason why you sleep all day and then drink all night and then you're hungover and then you're going to do, do two shows and it, it you feel exhausted at the end of it. It's like, because mm. that's not healthy mm-hmm. and it's not fun mm-hmm. to like get on a plane hungover. Mm-mm. So now I've started, I'm like, if I'm doing a three-day weekend somewhere, when I land, I'll try to go to the gym for like 40 minutes and like move my body a little bit. So when I do the show, I'm loose. I feel good. Yeah. I've moved around. I feel great. And then on like Friday, I'll wake up, maybe explore the town, but then like go to the gym and like move my body for like 30 minutes. And it's been so helpful. <laughs> like I wish someone was like, when I was growing up, I wish they said you should exercise so you feel good mm. as opposed to you should exercise because you're getting fatter. Because mm. I was like getting fatter has never been. Yeah. I've never been angry about You're not going to shame me. No. I'm like, you're not. Yes. And that's what it felt like that like growing up, people were trying to shame me into losing weight. And I was like, I have no shame. I have. Yeah. Uh, I live pretty loud and proud. So uh, you're not going to do that. Yeah. And then it becomes even in that way, it becomes kind of defiant. Like, I refuse to do it Mm -hmm. because you want me to. Yep. And I'm like, I don't want to do anything for you. I do everything for me. And that's uh, truly backfired. Yeah. (laughs) I can see that. Like That seems like it starts off like a good idea. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. You're like, "Uh uh-oh. I'm winded and I'm truly just standing and talking for an hour. Yeah, these are the things that were, were happening to me that made me be like, oh, I got to change. my." Also, my mom was a big thing of just one day. She was just like, I don't like buying you clothes this size. It doesn't mm-hmm. make me feel good as a mom. And that was a real eye opener mm-hmm. to have her say that to my face, you know. And, and, and it was just about, yeah, like I'm 30. Well, I think when I started losing weight, I was 30, 31. And mm-hmm. 30, and. And I was just like, I'm in my 30s and my knees shouldn't hurt. I've never played football. Mm-hmm. I don't have a reason for my knees to hurt. I shouldn't, like you said, doing two shows a night shouldn't be a reason why I need to sleep all day. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, that's truly one the one of the best ways that got me started was that someone did take the shame out of it. They took all mm-hmm. the emotion out of it, really. They were just like... Look at you. You're doing so well. You're on this show. You're doing Mm -hmm. all these things and you're not healthy. Imagine your capabilities if you're healthy. Mm -hmm. Imagine the amount of work that you can get done if you're healthy, how efficient you could be. And that was what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And that's and, and just 
that's what motivated me was really just being like, oh, I want my knees not to hurt. I want to make more money and I want to wear nicer clothes. (laughs) I mean, it's very true. It is so hard to find nice clothes in bigger sizes. Yeah. And for women, it's all these big, 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 like flowers. What you wear? I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) I'm truly wearing a floral (laughs) trapeze tent of a dress. That I found on Etsy. I think it's a nightgown. But, uh, <laughs> but I'm wearing it out. And for fellas, it's all these shirts with big dogs on them <laughs> or, or just also big flowers. Uh-huh. You know, it's just a lot of fucking like become scenery. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, you look like a drapes in a very gaudy old woman's house in Vegas. <laughs> and I don't know why. It's either that or like the most boring shit. Yes. There's nothing ever truly, like, on trend. Yes. And I don't know why. Yes, and instead of, like, being like, oh, why won't someone make something? And I was just like, well, I can control what I can control. Mm-hmm. Uh, I Not like I'm like, oh, I need to get down to a sample size or whatever. <laughs> but I was just like, I like nice shit. Mm-hmm. I want to wear nice shit. I feel like I, do, I work hard enough to get nice shit. Mm-hmm. And you work hard, you want to spend your money. Yes. You're like, I want a $300 cardigan. Yes. I just want it. Yes. Um, so you have a son. Mm-hmm. How old is he? 16. Wow. I know. Dang. That's what I say. <laughs> so he's a junior? He's going to be, yeah. Oh, my God. That's so wild. I can't imagine having uh, a teen specifically because I feel like I'm not an adult. Mm. So I feel like if my teen was making wild choices, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I would do the same thing. <laughs> and I would have no advice for this teen. Yeah. Um, but... uh not what's it like having a kid that's that old. Um, has it been hard trying to date, have a career, and raise a kid? No. Oh. <laughs> yes! Of course, <laughs> Of course it is! <laughs> and that's really, you know, that's what makes me be like, um, I always say like oh, my girl is like beautiful she's nice and sweet mm-hmm. and, and like maybe I can find another girl who's beautiful maybe I can find another girl who's nice maybe I can find another girl th- but I can't find a combo mm-hmm. I've known that from looking around and mm-hmm. I can't find someone who would um, be so open and accepting of my family and the way mm-hmm. that I live it's hard it's hard to come into my life because I'm working all the time mm-hmm. there's people who come into my house just who have the door you know code to my house who mm-hmm. are just coming in my whether you know my assistant or whatever mm-hmm. there's not much privacy and I have a 16 year old son who has autism who likes to walk around naked on occasion so you got a lot of things uh-huh. and my mom lives in my pool house <laughs> so it, uh, you gotta be a special type of lady yes. so in the beginning it was just really like I, it wasn't like I was just all over town, but it was just, I would tell girls, I'm like, look, I have my son, mm-hmm. he's 16, if, if you're not looking to be a mom, <laughs> mm-hmm. you should just know this is very casual when I'm seeing other people. Yes. And so that, and that was fine, that was enjoyable, mm-hmm. but it also would get messy, and some people would, you know, either get too interested, or I was getting too mm-hmm. interested, or, or and I just didn't like having that many people around my son as well. Um, I had a couple of great girl girlfriends who were really wonderful and really made me um, look at myself and better myself, which mm-hmm. I always love in any relationship. But for the most part, it was always kind of like super casual. And if they were trying to like, most of the time, my son didn't even like he didn't know their names. 
I love it. I love that he's just like, I'm not interested in learning a name. Yeah, he's so, I mean, the autism and the teenager, he's so aloof. Like, mm-hmm. and that's what I told my girlfriend now. I was just like, because she, she, she lives with me. And, mm-hmm. and so she was like, how's your son going to be okay with this? I don't, is he going to be fine with this? She's like, mm-hmm. tell your son, tell your mom. And I so I had to actually have a real conversation with my mom because my mom's still very... Um, skittish mm-hmm. uh because you know i got married when i was 20 and i had my son and my ex-wife was n- not great and i have mm-hmm. sole custody of my son so yeah, that takes a lot of work and that usually means things have happened mm-hmm. so yes yeah. <laughs> for a man to be awarded full custody of a kid that yeah, yeah shit went down yeah so she's very much like you know she's apprehensive about me and having people that close mm-hmm. and so but she, to talk to her and, and she's friends and it helps that she's a good cook and my mom likes that. But <laughs> <laughs> I just go to my son. I was like, "Do you like her?" And he's like, "Yeah." And I go, well, "I like her. Do you mind if she lives here?" And he's like, "Uh." <laughs> That's <laughs> so cute. I don't know. I don't care. Sure. I don't care. Sure, she's fine. <laughs> yeah, they have a great relationship now. She's mm-hmm. she's bribed him with candy a lot. He <laughs> he goes to her for candy. Uh, they have a great relationship. I love that. Being married at 20, we don't have to talk about her, but like being married at 20, do you think, do you think you got married or, well, not do you think, did you get married because you had a kid or did you get married uh, before she was pregnant? No. (laughs) It was definitely the former. Um, Yeah, I think it it was because of my background, you know? my mom was a single mom. She had my, me and my my sister, and my dad was off, um, you know, dealing with addictions and things like that, and mm-hmm. and it always affected me, you know. And then my mom got into like abusive relationships and things like that, and I always wanted, you know, want a father figure there mm-hmm. that was around. And so when she got pregnant, I was like, I have a family. And I'm mm-hmm. going to take care of this family and I'm not running away and I'm not doing anything. I'm going to stay here. And I stayed and we stayed married for seven years and mm-hmm. we should have never gotten married. You know, ah. it's like it, it was never like the, the whole relationship found out was just mostly like never even really truthful. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know I didn't really know her. You know, like I thought I did, but I didn't really mm-hmm. know her. I think I was just in the drama. She had a lot of things going on in her family. I wanted, I was really into like being a savior at that mm-hmm. point because I was like, I want to save my mom. I can't save my mom. Oh, this girl's this got woman. issues. Yes. I'll save this lady, you know? And then I found out, you know, you can't save anybody. Nope. Same things that was going on with my mom, trying mm-hmm. to save some dude who you couldn't save, you know? And so it, it took a while, but at some point I really realized that it's like I'm being a worse dad and a worse person mm-hmm. staying in this relationship. If I stop giving up myself just because I'm being a martyr, just because I don't want to be like my dad, mm-hmm. like I can be a much better dad if I just say what I really want. I think a lot of people could stand to like hear that, that you don't have to stay in something bad and negative just because you think the outcome is going to be good get out of it and then maybe you'll see what the actual outcome is yeah oh yeah i mean i love i see it all the time i love friends who i know so many friends who the relationship didn't work out but they're great Mm co-parents and things like that i don't really have that but (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm happy with what I have. Uh-huh. Like you know, what I what I got out of that was a whole lot of motivation. Mm-hmm. I left, you know, when I got divorced, I had nothing. I think I left with just my clothes. I had a placard from the first time that I did Conan, which was like my prized possession, mm-hmm. and I had some video games. And I left with that, and um, and I was just sending money back, and then I end up mm-hmm. like money wasn't being used properly and and I eventually just got custody of my mm-hmm. son but it was it was because I was like oh I need to, I'm out here I didn't really I just had a manager I didn't even have an agent or anything mm-hmm. and I was just like but I need to get I need to get an apartment cuz my son might need to live with me I don't feel comfortable with him being there mm-hmm. and so it, it like just really motivated me to keep moving up and moving up to the point where I have my house and my pool and that's all he's asked for so Ugh. That's nice. I like it. It's sweet. It's a very sweet story. It's a good story. We got to take a break. Today and every day, Planned Parenthood is committed to ensuring that everyone has the information and resources they need to make their own decisions about their bodies, including abortion care. Lawmakers who oppose abortion are attacking Planned Parenthood, which means affordable, high-quality, basic health care for more than 2 million people is at stake. The right to control your body and get the health care everyone needs has been stolen. And now politicians in nearly every state have introduced bills that would block people from getting the sexual and reproductive care they need. Planned Parenthood believes everyone deserves health care. It's a human right. And that's why they fight every day to push for common sense policies that protect your right to control your own body and against policies that interfere with decisions between patients and their doctors. Planned Parenthood needs your support now more than ever. With supporters like you, you can help reclaim your rights and protect and expand access to abortion care. Visit PlannedParenthood.org future. That's PlannedParenthood.org future. Warning, things are about to get intense. Like when you stare into the eyes of someone that you really like for a full minute straight without blinking. Intense, intense heat, lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline, New York. Formulated with chili pepper, lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts available in eight sizzling shades honestly my favorite is hot honey and cocoa zing i put it on my lips and honestly it did sizzle them it sizzled them right to the moon they were plump and juicy and everyone was like nicole can i and i'm like get in line can you take the heat find your shade at maybelline.com or a retailer near you Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. You know, there's always something that I really need to talk about. And thank God I have a podcast. But then there's stuff that I don't want to reveal publicly. So I talk to a therapist. And listen, we all carry around different stressors big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get stuff off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. 
If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. And I got to say, that's very important because the first person you meet might not be good for you. So even though it's work, you got to work to find someone who like is helpful and is good for you. So don't stick with someone just because you feel like you have to. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash date me today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash date me. Okay. Hey, did you know one in five Americans have learn a new language on their bucket list? If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste time on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned out in the real world world. Babbel made it super easy for me to brush up on my Spanish before my vacation to uh, Mexico. See how I said that? It's, it's better and it sounds like I speak Spanish. It just makes traveling better so you can like order food, ask for directions, and flirt with the locals. Me encanta muchacho! <laughs> Without having to consult language apps while on vacation. Here's a special limited time deal for my listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for my listeners at babbel.com slash date me. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash date me. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash date me. Rules and restrictions may apply. Ooh, and we're back. <laughs> Um, I always ask comedians this because I'm so curious to know about their journey. Do when you toured before you had a a girlfriend, did you encounter chuckle fuckers? Yeah. <laughs> and how did they like hit on you? I don't get chuckle fuckers. I think women mm. do not get them very often. Well, I think you get more and more just out and out like just people DMing you dick pics yes, and things like that. People love to send a dick pic to me like it's going to do something. Yeah. That seems, yeah. that's. I think, like, it doesn't even matter what your profession is. There's a lot of guys who are just like, I'll sleep with you. You know, it's just different. But not after a comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> not, not after, after you one. want it. Not uh, after I want it and after I've made them laugh. I get a lot of men who are like, hey, uh, I think you're funny and... Maybe you should just keep doing this. And I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, maybe, oh, maybe I will. Well, I never really had it after shows either because oh. I think it's probably because I I don't drink and so I tend to mm-hmm. not hang out after the shows. I'll shake hands and stuff, and then I'm I'm out mm-hmm. of there pretty much. But um, a lot of it's just you know it was Instagram, was just oh. DMing it like people with like I usually the the way it would work was that I would post that I'm getting ready to come to some town. And then some some lady would post about how excited that she was to see me. Mm-hmm. And then you would be like, and they would DM you how excited it was. And you just send back a simple message of being, I would never be like, how excited. But you just, <laughs> thank you. I can't wait to come. And then they mm-hmm. would usually then let you ah. know that they really want to see you. It's like, well, I'm excited for you to come and... 
you can come <laughs> all over my nose. <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I've sent people messages when they've, uh, like, I've, I think I've told this story before on the podcast, but I was in, I was going to Charlotte, North Carolina. This guy was like, if you want a boyfriend for the weekend, you know, I'm here. And I was like, great, let's do it. I will be free after my uh, my whatever show. And he was like, all right, I'll be there. And then he was there, and then he didn't say hello to me. Mm. And then he didn't really follow up. And I was like, I told you that I would just do it. Why? Why? Why yeah. did you message me in the beginning? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Follow through. At least follow through. I don't have good luck on the road trying to fuck uh it's I just find that it was never that great. It was pretty mm-hmm. me- mediocre. I didn't really like it that much. I mean, one weekend I was like, I don't even like this anymore. It was just like, <laughs> just in Denver. And there's some gnarly people. Out there. <laughs> 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 I remember having lunch with this lady and she was just, and I could tell like there was two ladies sitting next to us and they were like making fun of the fact that I was sitting through. That's talking to this funny. lady, and I could tell, and I was just like, "Oh, they know exactly what's going mm-hmm. on." They are just suffering through this lunch for uh, a little snack late at night. <laughs> oh man, yeah, Denver was interesting. Denver, I didn't even try to hook up with anybody. I got altitude sickness really bad in Denver. Mm, that happened, and I was sick for like th- like the whole time I was there. I, like, kept waking up with this, like, awful fucking headache. And then I was like, I feel dizzy at all times. It was bad. <laughs> it was bad. I, you got to stay hydrated out there. And that was the thing. I, uh, I'm i bad at drinking water. You got to drink water. I love coffee. Mm. And coffee's made with water. Mm-hmm. But it's not the same thing as just having water. A lot of things are made with water. <laughs> <laughs> Kool-Aid's made with water, but not necessarily... The most healthy thing to be drinking. <laughs> and I love Kool-Aid. <laughs> my son loves Kool-Aid. Oh, really? I would we get along so much great Kool-Aid. with your son. Yeah. Candy and Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. That's my jam. <laughs> I love it. Um, let's see. What else did I want to ask you? I should write down questions. It's okay. But I genuinely just, I just forgot. Free flow. Because I was on a flight today from Portland. Mm. I love Portland. You Me were too. in Portland. That's where you got your start. That's where I started my stand-em-ups. And uh, how long were you in Portland before moving to L.A.? Um, I was there about six, seven years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I lived in Salem outside of Portland. Okay. Um, about Is that four, where you're from, away. Salem? That's where I went to high school, yeah. Oh. Where are you from originally? Um, I was born in Gardena. So Gardena? Which is south of Los Angeles. Oh. But I was raised in Chicago. Oh, okay. And then moved to Oregon when I as a teen. Where in Chicago? Uh, south side. That's where my family lives. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. My sister lives in, uh, I guess I shouldn't say where she lives. <laughs> uh, she lives in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> One time I gave the straight out address. <laughs> yeah. Well, she's at 227 West. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Do you have any siblings? Yeah, I have a sister. She's two years older, or two years younger, but several years older emotionally. Ah. She's and- the professional one. She's more stern. She's a conservative. Uh, and oh. she's a doctor, and she delivers babies. And she just had a baby. Oh, 
that's cute. Mm-hmm. Did she deliver it herself? That's an insane question. Probably not. <laughs> she pulled it out of herself. Pulled it out. She was like, this is my baby. <laughs> she lifted it above her head and threw it out the window. No, I'm kidding. Uh, that would be insane. Um, my sister is also, uh, she's a teacher and she has a, a master's degree and she's, you know, really making my grandparents proud. Uh <laughs> Nobody really understands what I do. Yeah, was there was there any type of competition or like me and my sister were very close. There wasn't real much competition until we became older. And I was doing stand. I had my son when I was twenty, and mm-hmm. then was just kind of floating around and doing stand up. And then my sister graduated medical school, and then everybody turned on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "You see what she did? What are you doing?" Yeah, That's- school came more easy to you. <laughs> yeah, school came more easy to my sister. I think because she wanted it to be easy for her. Mm-hmm. So she would just study and work hard. And I was like, school's hard. I don't get it. I hate this. Then I found out later I have ADD, so. Yeah. I just always hated busy work. I couldn't, you couldn't, you like, you, if you couldn't convince me that I was actually learning something, mm-hmm. if you were just doing something for no reason just to fill time in the day, I had a big issue with that. I would love to see Little Ron be like, mm, this is bullshit work, man. <laughs> Uh, Miss Smith, uh, truly, where am I going to use this out in the world? <laughs> I mean, all of it's busy work. Like, who needs a hypotenuse of a circle? <laughs> I don't. Like, yeah, that's the thing that triangle. sucks now is my son's doing so much long division and all this other yeah, crap. Yeah, I don't use it. You just need to and, learn percentages yeah. so you can leave a tip at a restaurant, figure out how much of a discount's on this sweater that you want, and then, uh, Teach me about mortgages and uh, subprime loans yes. and uh, taxing and what you can and cannot write off. And if you actually donate to charity, does it really help you in your taxes in the long run? Teach me about that shit. Yeah. <sighs> but we live in America, so uh, we're going to defund public schools and create charter schools and private It's crazy. Schools yeah. are so qu- crazy. Well, information is very valuable, so you try to make it scarce. Yeah. Is your son in a... Charter school or public school? He's in public school. Do you live in a good school district? Yeah, we do. There you go. Yeah, we're out in the valley, so we got pretty good schools. Um, He's doing really good at it. He's a big nerd, so Mm -hmm. I really like that. He wants to go to UCLA, so I'm trying to make sure that happens for him. Um, It's in state, so he can go for very cheap. Exactly. I didn't realize how cheap staying in state is until I looked it up, and I was like, oh. I should have done that for my dad. <laughs> but everybody wants to get away. Oh, I wanted to get as far away from New Jersey as possible. Oh, I understand. And I went to New York, which is not as far away as possible. I should have moved to L.A. if I really wanted to get away. But living in New York, did you ever live in New York? No, I don't. It's not for me. I like mm-hmm. visiting, but like too much adventure, too aggressive, <laughs> and no manners. <laughs> And I like manners. I like people are like, oh, LA's so fake. And I'm like, yes, thank you. That's, Be nice to me. Yes. That's where I'm at right now. I'm like, I don't care that you don't know who I know, and that's why you're being nice, but I like it. Yes. I like when people smile at me because they're like, Do I know you? And it's like, you sure don't, but I like the smile. Yes. You're just thinking you might. You think I could be of value, uh-huh. so you're being nice. In New York, you like you go into these stores, these bodegas or whatever, and they act like you're fucking like robbing their house. <laughs> like you just interrupted. <laughs> like you're walking into their house while they're watching TV is how they treat you. They really do. And it's like you're holding a $20 bill. You're trying to pay for something. And they're like, you'll wait. 
I need to finish my conversation. You're yeah. like, I want to leave. I need to finish watching this show on my phone. <laughs> but sometimes I really miss New York. I lived there for eight years, and it was like a real love-hate relationship with New York. I loved it. But then, like, things would happen. Like, our apartment was caving in on itself. I had my ceiling falling in my kitchen. It was The world was like, get out. Yeah. And I was like, nah, I'm going to stay and uh, maybe inhale some mold from this disgusting ceiling. Uh, but now I'm out here. It's sunny. It's beautiful. It's nice. I like it. Yeah. Some people, it's, I guess it's a different vibe. Some You have a very L.A. vibe. Thank you. And there's some people I know who just hate it out here, mm-hmm. you know, but I get it. But if you don't want to be here, don't be here because it will crush your soul. It will, and L.A. is a lonely place, and you have to remember to, like, reach out to people. Because, like, I always forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, people are probably feeling the same way I'm feeling. And, like, when I get together with a friend, they're like, I haven't seen you in so long, and I've been thinking about you. And it's like, well, why didn't you reach out? It's like, because I didn't think of it. Yeah, because you um, live 40 minutes away from me. <laughs> oh, yeah, if you live on the west side, I'll never see you again. <laughs> it's too far. Um, when you, before you were in a relationship... When you were dating, what is, like, the one thing a girl could do that was like, ooh, I love that? <laughs> what, you mean sexually or, uh, like? Sexually, like, on a date talking, uh, just, like, a, a gesture or a gift. I'm just trying to soak up as much information and scramble it around in oh. my brain and then do it to somebody. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess on a date, I just always liked it when people were, I guess I'll give you specifics for women. Um, I like it when they let me be a man, you know, when they let me pay, when they expect it to be treated nicely. That's I found was that was the thing that was the biggest issue for me when I was dating Mm -hmm. was that I got married so early. And so I miss dating in my 20s i didn't really date in my 20s my first girlfriend was my wife and so i miss all of that and so then i started dating in my 30s and i was very much like oh i just was very traditional and old school Mm -hmm. it's like i pay and and you take you out and i open your door and Mm -hmm. i do these things and then just kind of the reaction i would get from some women would either be very suspicious (laughs) or Uh very much like what Normally, you just take me to a bar and you fuck me. And then I, <laughs> and for a while, I was just like, oh, I'm so great. But then I was like, oh, but then it came thing of like, oh, no, this is how you, you think you should be treated. Mm-hmm. And when I'm taking you outside of that, it, it gets a little weird. Now you're, just because I'm being a gentleman, you're like, you're acting like I'm going to be your husband. Ah. But, and it was just like, this is just how you should be treated. Mm-hmm. And if you don't believe that then I probably shouldn't be doing this for you. Interesting. I like that. So I should never act surprised when a man offers to pay. Because I'm always like, we'll just do halvesies. So I should just, if he offers, let him pay? If he offers, let him pay. And if he's like the type of guy that then is like, you owe me something, then you've learned about that guy, you know? But to me, to Mm -hmm. assume that is crazy. And, And I understand, well, maybe someone doesn't have the finances that they can do that, but you, mm-hmm. you probably know that advance in advance. But if that person is trying to pay, to me, that was always just, that was me being like, I want to show you that I want to treat you like a woman. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, as I guess, I mean, you can take that how you want. I, that's how I wanted to treat you. I want to mm-hmm. treat you like you're special to me. 
Oh. Okay. That's good advice. To stop fighting with men over who pays. Yeah, I think it is. Uh, okay. What What do you like sexually? Sexually, you okay. Anything. Me. I mean, you know, I love just butts. Love a great butt. <laughs> who doesn't love a great butt? So, girlfriend now has a great butt. Wonderful. All uh-huh. about that. I like when people who uh, suck on my neck. I'm really into oh. that. They're fun for me. I like that. Um, mostly, I love enthusiasm. <laughs> Real enthusiasm activity. Uh-huh. I don't like to, like, if you want, if you are the type of person you want to be taken and stuff, like, you do, you do, I would like, I like to have that set up. Like, let me know. Uh-huh. I can do that. There's no problem, but uh-huh. just let me know and I will, and then we can do that. But if I don't like it, like, there just seems to be some attitudes where a lady would then just like lay back. Mm. And I and I'm just like no 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 no. You gotta <laughs> like, do a little bit of the work. Yeah, you gotta get in there. You gotta be involved. This can't be this thing of like, oh, you wanted it, so I gave it to you. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, I'm you hot. I'm sexy. I'm a strong man, mm-hmm. and you want me. That's what I like in there. And then just you know you know lick my nuts. Let me put it in your butt. You know. Lick my nuts and let me put it in your butt. <laughs> I think that's the name of your autobiography. <laughs> Lick my nuts and, my... and let me put it in your butt is really funny. <laughs> oh boy, that really was a treat to hear. <laughs> and then also, you have like such a whimsical voice that like it was just. <laughs> oh, I really love that. <laughs> Oh boy. Um did you when you got married when you were 20, did you propose to her or did she propose to you? I proposed to her. Where did you propose? Uh I think just walking down the street with my with her and my son, but it wasn't mm-hmm. a big deal. I think we got the ring at Walmart. It was just a whole it was all white trash <laughs> thing. It was a whole bad situation of mm-hmm. just I mean, everything was just like, you shouldn't do this. You're young. You guys are poor. You, mm-hmm. you're the, This is the first girl you've ever dated. These are all red flags. Uh-huh. She doesn't work. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those are all very, very large red flags. But sometimes we're colorblind and we say, I just see a flag and that's patriotic. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. I just salute it. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a I went on a date where he was like really sweet but I just he wasn't funny yeah that's rough that to me is like I don't need you to be the funniest person in the world but like if we talk for an hour and a half two hours and you don't make me laugh once oh it makes me so mad yeah and then when I make you laugh and you go, whoa, uh, you're really funny. And I'm like, ah, this, I don't think this is ever going to work out. Yeah. That was the thing that I always wondered about and thing that I used to settle for because I always felt that I, I always wanted someone I could do bits with. Mm-hmm. Someone, you know, not that we had to work together, do stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like someone that if I went into some type of character or bit, they fought, they were like, okay, I'm here with mm-hmm. you. That's what I needed. And then sometimes I just, I was like, that's a lot to ask for. And I have my male friends and they mm-hmm. can do that. Um, and, you know, I was dating a girl previous, the last girl that I actually was kind of serious with. And I was like, like, oh, everything else is here. Everything else is here. She's beautiful. She's mm-hmm. fun. She's sweet. She treats me nice. 
Um, but I was just like, oh, we don't have, but we don't have those bits. We don't, mm. we can't. And I thought that maybe that was just her and us together and that's just who we were. But then we went on a trip with her and her friends and I saw her having fun with her friends like that oh. and having bits with her friends like that. And I was like, oh, like you can do that. It's just mm-hmm. that we don't do that. Interesting. So we're not, we're not meant to be together. Yeah. That's really interesting to like. To be like, we don't really know how to like play off each other and have fun and like giggle, but you could tee hee hee with your friends. That must have been a mind fuck. I I think that would really put me in a spot and be like, oh, I don't I don't understand this at all. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what it was. I just thought like, oh, okay, we we just have a different vibe. We're just more mm-hmm. serious together, and we just talk about things and mm-hmm. support each other. But then I was like, oh no, you're funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Just not with me. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, and I just think it was a thing of uh, we both, like I came out of my marriage and she had been in a bad relationship. And I think it was just us both being like, oh, we're two actually good, nice people. Mm-hmm. And even though we both kind of sense that we're not the ones for each other, I don't want to let this go because mm-hmm. I know what a bad one is like, mm-hmm. you know. And now we're like, you know, she, we're still friends. And like oh, she's nice. Yeah, she's probably like the only girl. That I dated that, that like, you were we're, we're, like yeah, we're actually like real, real friends. Yeah. So you met your girlfriend on Bumble. Uh, how long? How long were you on the apps before settling down? Oh, a couple years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely a couple years. It was a good time for me. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. Was, I don't believe that at you'd all. You'd be surprised. Some of them were <laughs> negative, but it, there was like. Time periods where I would just build up like, you know, three or four ladies that mm-hmm. I would see weekly. And then so oh that was wild time. <laughs> My God. I read that somewhere that like dudes will have anywhere from like four to six girls that they see on a regular basis. And I was like, that's so many. It is. That's why I figured it out. I was like, three seemed to be the sweet spot uh-huh. of where I could have some time to chill and hang out with my son and stuff. But then mm-hmm. like, then a couple randoms would show up and you up to five, six. <laughs> and you're like, that's, there's only seven days. Uh-huh. And I'm tired. <laughs> but I wouldn't oh. trade it. It was a good time. <laughs> What's the worst date you've had from... Uh... From the, the online world, I'd say the worst date that I had was we went to dinner, um, and every time she'd see a phone, she'd go to go like read whatever. Like she was crazy. She would go to like you know if you see somebody would glance at things if you see a phone light up, of course yeah. normal. She would go to read their text and like just get into it. Just get real. That's insane. Yeah, and we went. That's so wild. And I, for some reason, I I think it's because she was a redhead, and I liked redheads at that time, Mm -hmm. that I was just like, well, whatever. And so I was like, I'm going to this concert after. Uh You want to go to this concert? And then she said, did the same shit at the concert. She Because people have phones Uh at concerts. She just would try to just look through people's phones, and then I still tried to get another date, and she turned me down. I was just like, I made him. Why why did I... I don't even like you. I think you're nuts. I think the worst is when you don't like someone, but you're like, I'm going to stay in it because, like, why not? And then they're like, "Eh, actually, you're not for me. And you're like, well, you weren't for me. You were never for me. I don't like you at all. Yeah. 
I mean, when it sucks, when it was true. When mm-hmm. I was like, I just was being nice. Uh-huh. I went on uh, a couple dates with a dude who burped in my mouth. Oh. Like on the first date. And I was like, well, I mean, why not? He's here. And then he was like, ah, actually, you're not for me. And I was like, I didn't burp in your mouth. <laughs> I should be for you. I should be for you because I yeah. endured that and came back for more. Yes. I was so insulted. I thought that was the test. <laughs> but ultimately, it was fine because he wasn't for me. And it was it was good that somebody said it early before mm. Anyone's real feelings were invested in something that wasn't going to work out. That's the best thing about having my son is that he really made sure I don't waste too much time. Mm -hmm. And I always like, and there've been some times where it's been painful, but that's like the best thing that I've heard said about me in the last year was my mom just being like, she's, I think it was on Mother's Day, and she was just like, "You're," a, she was like, "I gotta tell you, like, you're a good man." She's like, "I like how you treat your friends, mm-hmm. and more importantly, I like how you treat your women, and I like you how to treat." She's like, "I see what you do," and because sometimes it'd be hard. Like, I would get close to these women, and we could think, but I would be like, "You're not the one. Mm-hmm. I gotta let you know." And some some of them would take it okay, like the ones we were still friends with, mm-hmm. and some of them would not take it okay. But my mom always was a good person to talk to because she was like, she's like, baby, there are a million things worse. And I, and then every man I've been with, I wish they had just told me Mm -hmm. that they didn't want to be with me. I've wasted so many times. I've wasted years on people who couldn't just tell me Mm -hmm. they didn't want to be with me. Yeah. And I think it's a really hard thing to hear, but ultimately it's for the best. And I'm bad. I, if I like fall for some, I don't fall for people often because I don't really, I don't like people. (laughs) Uh, I have a very dark sense of humor. Um, I'm very silly. And if you're not silly and if you think my dark, like I'll make dead parent jokes. And if you don't laugh at those, I can't be around you because that's how I deal with pain sometimes. Uh, But like when I finally fall for someone and then they're like, you're not for me. I take it in a way where I'm like, but if I try hard enough mm. and if I keep contacting you, mm. you'll change your mind because I'm just not going to go anywhere. But the older I get, the more I'm like, uh, my friend's mom said men will tell you the truth and you have to just accept it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, OK, so now I've been trying to like if someone goes, you're not for me toodaloo, goodbye. I have to go. All right. Let me take you out of my phone. Let me like block you on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Let me just not look at you. Yeah. And it's hard. It's it super hard, but like ultimately it's for the best. Like you don't want to be chasing someone who doesn't want to be with you. Absolutely. And I did that for a very long time. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of humans are built, and especially comedians. We're oh, taught yeah. to chase, well, you know, we don't care about the 90% of the audience that's laughing. We care about that the one, one face. one person with their arms crossed in the front, you're like, I will crack you. I will break you. You will like me, which is crazy. And it's the same thing with like, uh, comments online. There could be a million comments where they're like, I love you, you're great. And then there's this one comment where you're just like, what did I do to you? I have to get to the bottom of this and figure out, I got to win you over. And I don't know why I do that. Yeah. <sighs> well, I think it comes from, I mean, I don't know why you did it for me. It came just from, I think, a lot of times I always felt like a burden when I was younger. I felt mm-hmm. I didn't have that type of confidence. And I'm just real people pleaser. So I want I want everybody to like me, mm-hmm. you know. And, and that kind of served me 
when I was younger, but now it serves me more to be like, I don't, I love the people who do love me. Mm-hmm. If you love me, great. If you don't, it's cool. I'm not for everybody. I'm, I'm happy with who I am and the comedy mm-hmm. that I'm building. I'm not going to pander. I'm not going to change what I'm about because I like the direction that I like the people that it's bringing into my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what you said about, I think it's not just men. I think people, people tell you who they are. Yeah. And a lot of times we then go like, no, I, let me tell you what I see in mm-hmm. you. Let me tell you, you don't see what I see. And if you only saw what I saw, uh-huh. then you would know. Then you would know and you would be acting better and we would be great friends or whatever. Yeah. I had a friend who was just so mean to me all the time. She like slept with a dude that I liked. Like she would just like put me down sometimes. And then I started being kind of toxic to her. And I was like, we don't need to, this doesn't have to be. Mm-hmm. Just because we have a lot of history doesn't mean we have to continue a toxic friendship. So we kind of like went our separate ways. And sometimes I miss her. Sometimes I wonder what's going on. But then I just remember, I'm like, it was negative and I don't need that in my life. And my therapist has been very instrumental in saying if experiences are negative, it doesn't matter how much of a history or how long you've been doing it. Mm-hmm. You can stop it. Absolutely. You know, and uh, it's like, you know, break the cycle. Yeah. You don't putting to... yourself first. Yeah. And, yeah. And it's very important. And people tell you who you are. And I, I just came, that became a big part of my dating. And I, even some issues that I had with with my girlfriend when we first started dating because she would be um, she would put herself down on occasion joking manner she'd be mm-hmm. joking but I would tell her I go like look like I listen to that so if mm-hmm. you tell me you if someone tells me they're trash mm-hmm. I don't argue anymore yeah you're trash I, you're trash you tell me you're trash you're trash mm-hmm. and I don't hang out with trash see ya. Yep. I'm not going to try to convince you you're not trash. I'm not going to waste my time doing that. I hang out with people who know they're good things or know that they're at least works in progress. Mm-hmm. You know, if you you are what you tell me you are. It used to be the thing of like, no, you know, like I said, mm-hmm. me trying to tell them what they are. But you tell me who you are. So if you tell me that, I'm going to believe you. So you can't tell me that. Yeah. Because not only that, you're telling me that me liking you makes me stupid. Yeah, it means I like trash. Yeah. And it's like, I don't like trashy people. I like great, good people. Yes. I dated someone who uh, I would say, how was your, he would be like, how was your day? I would tell him. Then I'd be like, well, how was yours? And he's like, not as interesting as yours. Pretty boring. And I'm like, okay. But like, I like you. So anything that you're doing is not boring to me. You could say I slept all day, and I'd be like, "Well, you feeling well rested? What you dream about? What's that dream? <laughs> yeah, did you fall out of the bed when you woke up? Like, I don't. I it was just anything you would say to me would be interesting because I'm interested in you. Uh, and I feel like a lot of dudes and women that I've dated uh, who aren't comedians tend to feel like their life is less interesting than mine. And I'm like, it's not less interesting. It's just different. different. Yeah. And that's been like a an uphill battle dealing yeah. with that. Because I don't want to constantly tell someone, no, you are interesting to me because I like you. And then like when you say it over and over and over again, you're like, well, do I actually like you? And yeah. are you actually interesting? Maybe you're not interesting. Maybe you're fucking boring as yeah. fuck. Maybe you're a fucking rock. You're right. I'm crazy. <laughs> I should be dating a superstar. Yeah. <laughs> let me go, uh, let me go dig up Patrick Swayze and date him. Yeah. <laughs> I love Patrick Swayze. All right, Ron, I ask all of my guests this. If you weren't in a committed relationship, would you date me? Yeah. Ooh. I would, but not not like not in a committed way because okay. you're a comedian. Yeah. 
and I'm and I'm a comedian, and we know how that goes. Yeah, it's bad. It's a bad idea. It's very bad. But if it was just a thing of like, hey, I think you're cute and you're fun, and you just want to hang out, yeah, why not? It'd be fun. Yeah, Ron, do you have anything you want to promote? Uh, I mean, I'm just on tour all over the place. Come see me, RonFunches.com, for all my tour dates. I have my podcast that you're going to come be a guest on called uh, Getting Better, where we just talk about getting better at our craft, getting better at life. I just talk to a lot of people who I look up to and just, just ask them about their process. So check that out. That's probably the thing I'm most excited about. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love it. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Ron. It's a pleasure. If you like this episode of Why Won't You Date Me, if you send me a nasty little message hitting on me, I will read it out loud. This man said, I am a huge white guy and I have a huge sex drive and I have been told I am pretty funny. And that's all he said. And I don't know if he's uh, trying to hit on me or I'm not. Just oh, no. You facts. I'm so sorry. He did send something else. He said, I might add that I look like a lumberjack and have a rather large penis, but that's spelt wrong. There's an E at the end. And I... <laughs> a penis? Uh, and I very well... I And I very well versed in the art of eating pussy. And I have jungle fever. So I want to eat your pussy like it's my last meal. So uh, this man... Didn't do their job. Listen to this. You don't got to say jungle fever. You don't got to put a name on liking a black woman. You could just say, you like me because I'm a person that you like. I'll read one more. This person said, Nicole, I love your podcast. It's the best thing ever. Thank you. And then they said, I would like to make you put on a train conductor's hat and a strap on so you could peg me while you scream, choo, choo, all aboard. <laughs> That's how you write a letter. That's funny. I like this one. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. This has been a Team Coco production. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.